Certification 101 podcast, a series of episodes where we talk about certification, what it is, who does it, and get into the details on certification best practices. Today on the show, we're going to talk about the ISO standards and how they are used to build certifications. We'll also talk about how certification bodies use and apply these standards. Stay tuned. Great to have you here. We're now into episode four, and I'm excited to have you here. If you have not already heard them, you should check out the previous episodes where we talked about what certification and accreditation is. But we're talking today about certifications and how they're built using the ISO standards. As I was researching this episode, I realized how little I knew about this topic and how much more I still have to learn. So I'm going to try and give a very high-level view based on my experiences, but you should know we could go on for quite a while on this topic. So in previous episodes, we were referencing a lot about standards and how CBs and accreditation bodies use standards to assess their customers. But what are these standards? So Generally, standards that are used by certification bodies are written by industry professionals who have technical expertise to know the ins and outs of the individual industries and what separates the good from the bad companies or people or products. So those standards are kept within the industries themselves. Certification bodies, though, may stretch across industries. So a CB may certify airplanes, food, water treatment equipment, and buildings, for example. That's a fairly broad reach, and I can almost guarantee there is no one person that knows the ins and outs of each of those various industries, much less enough people to populate an entire certification body staff plus competitors. So generally, CBs specialize in a certain industry and cater to that industry. If they end up being cross-functional, they have divisions that specialize in a certain industry. So our example CB that certifies planes would have a division that would do just that, and then a separate division that certifies food, and then a separate one that certifies the other stuff, and so on. However, even if the staffing is different and the technical components are different, the approach should be the same, right? It would make sense that if accreditation bodies wanted to evaluate CBs, it would help to have a common set of criteria to use to do that. And that's where we get the ISO standards. Most CVs are accredited to one or more of the ISO standards. And I say most because there's a wide variety out there. Now, this is not a commercial for ISO, and this podcast is not being sponsored by ISO, although they're welcome to if they want. This is just an overview of what they do and what their standards accomplish. So what is it? ISO is an organization that makes general standards that are cross-functionally applicable to multiple industries, thereby allowing different customers to be compared against a common set of criteria. In this manner, most CBs are generally structured the same way because they have to meet the same set of criteria. Within that structure, there can be a lot of variation, but in general, they will all be the same. So ISO standards are used by CBs to create their structure, and then ABs go in and compare the certification body to those general requirements. I should point out that there are alternatives to ISO out there, but they are mostly in specific industries. So certain industries will create specific criteria for evaluation within their industry because the ISO standards just can't stretch everywhere and be everything for everyone. 
ISO also creates certification standards. So according to ISO themselves, there are over 1 million ISO certificates globally, which is quite a lot. They do not do the certification themselves, they just create the standards. Generally, a major advantage of these standards is they are very internationally recognized, so it helps promote cross-border trade. As a consumer, there is no way I can evaluate all the possible suppliers globally, so relying on certifications that are reputable, such as ISO standards, helps achieve some level of confidence. But this podcast is focused on certification bodies, so let's stick to ISO standards that affect them. Some common ISO standards that affect CBs are ISO 17021, which is generally an auditing standard, so it's designed for CBs that only do auditing of management standards, and ISO 17065, which is a more overarching certification standard, so it applies to most, if not all, CBs, including the ones that are already likely accredited to 17021. There are 30 plus others, though, just from ISO alone, so there's a lot and far too much to go into in this podcast. I'm sure some accreditation bodies could make a webinar or podcast series just for this topic. But for the purposes of this podcast, we're going to likely focus most of our energy on ISO 17065 and its structure and how that impacts CBs. But just be aware that there are parts of ISO 17065 and therefore parts of this podcast that may not be applicable to all CBs. However, I think generally what I'm going to talk about is best practice and so can be applied everywhere. So now that I've gotten the qualifiers out of the way, what are the main structural components that make up this ISO standard, ISO 17065, and how does that translate into a CB's structure? We'll cover this in more detail in later podcasts, but the main components of the standard and essentially the main requirements are, number one, impartiality. Number two, liability, financing, and insurance. Number three, confidentiality. Number four, publicly available information. Number five, a set organizational structure. Number six, resource availability. Number seven, a set process for certification, including an application, evaluation, and certification process. Number eight, a quality control system. Number nine, control of documents and records. Number 10, management reviews, number 11, internal audits, and finally number 12, corrective and preventative actions. So those are the general categories that I'm grouping them up in, and that roughly matches the ISO guidelines. It also more or less matches how we're going to cover these topics in the next few months. We'll go into detail on each of these as much as we're able over a podcast. But these provide the building blocks, and then you can add off of these. So accreditation bodies use these standards and the specific criteria within them to assess certification bodies on their ability to conduct certifications. A good certification body uses these standards as the blueprint for how to build their operations and conduct themselves. Excellence in these areas is what separates the good CBs from the not-so-good ones. It is difficult as it requires a lot of infrastructure to create and maintain the system, which is why creating a CB is so hard. It really requires organizational and financial commitment to see this through. Once started, though, it can create a lasting system that is able to continuously improve. And that brings us to the end of this episode where we talked about ISO as the building block of certification. Thanks for listening to the Certification 101 podcast. I've been your host, Tom Spoden, and I'm looking forward to talking with you in the future. Stay tuned for our next episode where we're going to talk about impartiality at a certification body. Looking forward to talking with you then. Take care.